Welcome back to the garden, everybody. I go by Huey. And I'm Jake. And this is the Grow Row Podcast, where we just be talking about stuff. What's been going on with you, bro? How you been living? I am trying to survive this weather. Uh, This weather is something else. I would like for it to be consistent. Either be winter or be spring, however you want to get down. Global warming is real, but geez louise. There's some stuff I didn't really get to wear yet. Listen, I'm grateful because I remember like when we was little, like when the season change would come, all of our clothes would go into a black trash bag, and then we would take it to storage and swap out the winter mm. clothes for the spring clothes. Because right. it was me, my mom, my brother, and my sister. So, like, there wasn't space for all of our clothes in the house. And it was a two-bedroom house. We were living with my grandmother. So, like, I didn't have my own closet for real, for real. My brother didn't have his. My sister didn't have one. So... The season changed clothes, you know, they go in storage, you know, winter clothes in stores during the spring and vice versa. Right. But, like, I'm grateful that I'm not living in that period now because what would go in storage? Yeah, One day yeah. I need a coat, and then the <laughs> next day I'm outside in a tank top yeah, like it's July. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I have my own closet now and I can have all of my clothes readily available to me whenever I need them. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's the choice a- of adulting. That's kind of the same thing, too. Yeah. Uh, I still have, like, summer things upstairs and then uh, winter things in the hallway closet where I'm just like, I don't know if I need a really thick hoodie uh, mm-hmm. and a raincoat or do I need a winter coat, uh, gloves, and a and a beanie. I don't know what to wear today. Yeah. I How no about this happening. pea coat with these slides? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 100%. Yes. This crop hoodie. Yes, with these snow boots, a a, a pea coat and basketball shorts, like, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, you're like no, dude. yeah, that's I, I know people. Uh, shout out to our Nigerian brothers, but I know people uh, make fun of them, but they really are do they do be dressed for every occasion, and I think global warming is the reason for that. You got on uh, sweatpants, dress shoes, a silk shirt, and a fedora. They had to listen sometimes. They'll make you fun just of you prepared when prepared for every weather yes. condition. They'll make Not fun of you. Your when whole you're body ain't prepared. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for but sure. now also with this weather, it's like everybody getting sick. And I we were just talking before we started recording, but I had like a sore throat for damn near three weeks. Didn't mm-hmm. know what the hell was going on. Uh had no other symptoms, just a sore throat. I thought I had caught something. I was scared for my life. Um, prime because I, I number one I don't trust going to urgent care at all, and I don't trust going to urgent care because all urgent care does, no matter what's wrong with you, no matter how dire of symptoms you are presenting, all urgent care really does is give you ibuprofen and tell you to go home. Mm. They don't do anything else. It's been probably two or three times that I went to urgent care and I got like legitimate attention, but that's because I was on the verge of dying. Oh wow! Um, and and vomiting up all of my intestines. Um, then I had a panic attack, and they gave me Valium. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and maybe like one or two other times, like urgent care is just always a waste of time and a waste of a copay. Um, because they don't do anything. So I saw my real doctor. She did a little bit more than urgent care, which was give me a swab for strep. Um, because urgent care won't do it if you don't have a fever, apparently. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So that was negative. So all she was like, oh, you have pharyngitis. Let her run this course. She ain't giving me no ibuprofen, nothing for the pain, nothing. Damn. Just 
keep gargling salt water and you know i mean all the home remedies for it which i was doing anyway okay so then probably almost a week after that it's still hurting so i'm like okay i'm going to go to the emergency room again i don't trust urgent care so i go to the er i'm in there like six hours they did a cat scan on my throat to make sure i didn't have an abscess but then they send me out with the same goddamn thing. And so they added uh, laryngitis. So they said pharyngitis and laryngitis. Um, so that was a $100 copay. And then the next day, my throat just mysteriously starts getting better. Yeah. So so that also puts into my mind a, a discussion I think we, I would love for us to talk about at some point this year is uh, how, like, these uh, places treat black folks differently when they're sick. Um mm. And I went to Man, a black ass hospital that I would never go to again. And that's and that's the thing that's so weird to me because I I hate uh, I guess like jumping to conclusions in that way. Because um, like they like you said, if you're not exhibiting some of those uh, attributes of being like like a fever, cold chills, all that other stuff, then it's kind of like well we can only do but so much. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what happened to me when I got really sick. Um, was that this year? No, that was last year. Um, when I got sick last year <clears throat> and it was the the whole thing about like same thing. Urgent care was like, uh, well, you, your uh, white blood cell count is up and your blood sugar is down and all your that other pressure shit. Is normal. Yeah. Like <laughs> everything. Yeah. But yeah, fine. but your blood pressure is fine. And this other thing, but, and I'm about like, I'm on the verge in there. Like I just came from throwing up for four days straight. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't slept and I'm about to pass out. And the dude's like, I think you should go to the hospital. And I was like, I just had to pay you $25 to tell, to tell me to go to the hospital. And then you're like, and the whole time he's like, we can call you an ambulance, but he's telling me the price of the ambulance. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. it took, it took uh, an act of God for me to drive here. And this is three blocks up from my house and the hospital is across <laughs> town. So good luck, everybody on the road. Like <laughs> the Uber is cheaper. Yeah. I just was like, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like, as if long as you don't throw up in the Uber. right, and I was like, I didn't trust myself. <laughs> I didn't trust myself, and I was like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it in this Uber. Uh, so yeah, for sure. But yeah, we'll definitely have the conversation about like hospitals and horror stories of black folks and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, because I know so many people have been misdiagnosed or um, underserved and that kind of thing. Listen, yeah. them niggas in, in urgent care told me I had pink eye twice. Whole time it was something completely unpink eye related right but i go oh it's pink eye they give me the antibiotics it goes away the shit comes back in the same eye oh it's still pink eye how is it still pink eye number one it ain't traveled from one eye to the other and i haven't changed my pillowcase yet um and pink eye just don't come back like that yeah so well, then i had to go see like the op ophthalmologist optom one whatever eye doctor yeah was appropriate for that situation i went to see them and it was it wasn't even pink eye it wasn't even an infection mm. it was just something wrong but that's why i don't fuck with urgent care um we can also get into like copays and all that shit because they need to just go ahead and send it to collections now if they want their money anytime soon <laughs> um or but, they should just get away with co like stop doing copays like yeah you know I, just yeah I, just stop doing that yeah. shit you know, I would much rather my tax dollars go to, you know, medical things than the police. Yeah, or give them to schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, for sure. So, 
Um, do you have? But wait, wait, wait. Uh, Side note. So while I was in the emergency room, right? Okay. Yeah. Number one, the fact that I was disgusted that people coughing into the emergency room shows that there might be something wrong with me. But I was severely uncomfortable being around sick people. No, um, I agree. I'm with you. I'm like, take him <laughs> back there first. Get, get him like, out of here. Can, can we quarantine all the coffers in one section, the non-coffers yeah. in another? That's just annoying. Because it's just, I don't know. But I went in the back and I had to use the restroom. And I went in the restroom and it was fucking disgusting. It was hospital oh, yeah. gowns everywhere and the toilet won't flush. So that got me thinking about public restrooms. Okay. Love it or leave it alone. <laughs> Using um, public restrooms, rather. Ooh. Now, public restrooms are you—you think like fast food restaurants and shit like that, not the ones that work, because the ones that work be bad too. Yeah, any, anywhere. Okay, Just so anybody, not, not my house. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah, I, man, I really want to leave them alone. I really want to <laughs> leave them alone. And the reason—the reason is, um, oh man, I'm big on bathroom etiquette too. So, yeah. um, I've had more bad experiences with like places of business like um mm-hmm. whether i've been interviewing somewhere or um wherever i work has probably been more of an issue than um like oh i think i kind of have a a feel for it if it's like out like if i'm driving I'm on a road trip and i stop at a texaco or some shit like that and it's fucking spray paint and the the, the lights ain't all the way working in here and i'm like right, that's kind of to be expected but when i go like I always be bugged out by the nice places that have the terrible bathroom. Like, like a hospital. I've been, yeah, like a hospital. <laughs> um, I've been to some offices where it's just uh, fucking insane. Like, it just smells like the, whoever just was in here, all they ate was meat. And they just came in here and took the monster dump. And I'm like, yo, this. And then I be bugged out because I'm also a big. Um, phobia is probably not the right word, but like. I'm always fearful that I stink. Like same. So then I'm very I get in there. About that. Yeah. So it's like I know that I smell good because I work hard to smell good. Exactly. <laughs> and, and pay I, good money. Yeah. I go in here and then yo whole you done funked up the bathroom and now I feel like it's in my clothes and I'm like no <laughs> no or or I'm the super fearful dude that somebody didn't took a dump in the bathroom. I went to go pee or wash my hands and then I come out and, and then somebody thinks that I'm the one who tore it up because I'm a big person. Yeah. <laughs> so they like your fat ass then stunk up this bathroom i'm like no that's not no that's not what happened that's not even how that went down no like don't don't do that <laughs> so like um that is the thing that I'm, I'm i'm super fearful about the other thing that made me realize that public bathrooms are terrible uh and women i love y'all but y'all bathrooms are terrible i worked i used to work at best buy shout out to lawrence um <laughs> I had to clean a bathroom on Black Friday, and it looked like a scene from First Forty Eight in there. I don't understand why there was blood on the wall, uh, toilets were not flushed, uh, just all type of feminine hygiene shit all over the place. Uh, there was a one of them like jelly shoes was in there, and I was that like the jelly, the Chinese slippers. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I'd never been in a women's bathroom before, and so as a like person in their early 20s being like what the fuck is this uh yeah that was a that was a thing for me um so now anytime women are be like we're super clean and where did it and i'm like Mm-mm, no it's on my line yeah big lies uh i'm 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 tempted to leave them like 
I only use public restrooms if I really, really need to. Absolutely. Even the ones at work. At work, I drink a lot of water, so I piss, like, back to back to back to back. Mm -hmm. But even with that, like, if I walk in a restroom and I just have to pee and it's disgusting, like, I don't have to pee anymore. Like, my body just, oh, we don't don't have to use the, we we don't have to go. No, we, false alarm. Yeah. False alarm. Um. I don't know why I can't use a disgusting restroom, but I just can't. And when I go over people's house, I inspect their bathrooms. And if I don't like it, I never stay overnight. Mm. If I don't like your tub or your toilet, I, I'm not going to stay overnight. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just I would rather not. And I hate when I have to use a public restroom because I I have low expectations, and then people don't wash their fucking hands. Yes, yes. Or they that's rinse the shit it. That I'm like, me. you put your hands under the water and didn't use no soap. All you did was move the bacteria and germs and shit around. Ain't nothing die. Ain't nothing. And then you touching doors and elevator right. buttons. And, and then be be surprised that like, oh, there's a there's a flu going around. There's a neurovirus. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, because I just saw and a motherfucker sh- shit and get up. <laughs> Come to work coughing and hacking after you done infected yourself or whatever because you ain't washing nasty ass hands and then you breathing on all behind mm-hmm. other people. Now I'm catching it. My mm-hmm. boss had the same shit I had, but she had hers first and then she was coming to work hacking and shit. So I'm like, I probably called it from you. You deserve to owe me PPL hours. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get somebody sick in the workplace, you should have to cover their leave. Oh, for sure. It should come out of your leave balance because it's your fucking fault. No, I get, I'm getting behind this. I like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the other thing too, because y'all company is trying to be slick since we we keeping it all the way hundred in here. Y'all be telling everybody go get the flu shots, then be mad as fuck when people get sick. I'll make it make sense. <laughs> like, we'll go get y'all flu shot. Well, now half the office is sick. Well, we gonna have to. People gonna have to stay late. No. What you gonna have to do? Start pushing these projects back, or or start letting motherfuckers uh have days off, because <laughs> this don't make sense. You told us all to go get it. Hey, we'll give y'all a bonus or uh some uh, uh department recognition of all y'all go get y'all flu shots. Uh, and now everybody's sick and y'all confused. I don't understand. Who, want, who the fuck want a certificate to uh, a certificate of completion for a flu shot? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Office recognition. Yeah, I legit saw that and was like, oh, y'all on some other shit. (laughs) They put a little star on your cubicle, dude. Yeah. This one's safe. Yeah. And another thing, too, whatever adhesive they putting in these Band-Aids is too strong. (laughs) And wax strips. Like, it looks like I have chemical burns on my arm from a Band-Aid. It's like. I don't yeah. understand what the yes. fuck y'all are putting in these things, yeah. but it don't it don't gotta stick that good. Like yeah. y'all use a got to be glue on these shits, and you don't have to do all that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Got That's my not... arm looking like Kevin's blonde hairline. Mm. Well, all right. <laughs> that yeah. is. Funny. But no, uh, that was that was it. That was it. That's some stupid shit. No, for sure. <laughs> um, this week. Um, we talked, we touched a little bit on our last episode and we're talking about social media. Um, and I know a lot of people cover this subject, but I think the way we stumbled upon this conversation is about like why breaks are necessary, your mental health. Um, and, and overall, like what are you using it for and what do you get out of it? Right. I think a lot of people yeah. 
get up there just to be like, well, my friends are up there. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on some of the stories of like how we eventually got up there or um, what was the decision to make us take a break. So, yeah. Um, when did you really start using social media? Uh, I was semi-fast and had a Black Planet page when I shouldn't have. Um, I don't know why people converse with me on there. Looking back on it, it's really creepy knowing that, like, full-ass adults was talking to my child ass on Black Planet, and I never, like, lied about my age. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so creepy, but, um, that was my first little taste, but it got big around MySpace. That was, like, when I first really got into social media and shit. Of course, I mean, Zanga was cool, too. I don't know if he was ever on that one. Mm-mm. Um, the thing about MySpace was I had dial-up, so if you had, like, a real intricate page, the shit probably just never loaded on my end. Um, it just took all that glitter and the 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 pointer that had the trail on it and, you know, those early renditions of GIFs and things. Um, that shit didn't work well on dial-up. So, yeah, but I, I had my fun on MySpace, and then came Facebook and then Twitter and Instagram. Um, so yeah, I would say summer 2006 was when I was really on my space hard. Okay. And then from there, just like went cycle through the next wave. So from my space to Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Um, so yeah. And Twitter ended up becoming my, my poison oh, wow. of choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, you? Yeah. So mine was kind of the same way. Um, Black Planet. Um, was out there. I didn't really talk to people. I think I think they had the forums or something they would talk about. Um, w- would do that stuff. I did. I tried to skip MySpace, but everybody was like, "You need to be on it." Um, a lot of people I went to high school with were on it, so they was like, "You should come through." Um, I skipped Facebook. Um, and yeah, I skipped Facebook, and then. Didn't wasn't on anything for a really long time. Um, I got on Twitter in like 2008 or something, 2009. Um, when it was back when Twitter was like segmented by city, like you could, like you mm. had to like go to the thing and be like, um, whatever. Because I remember where I was at. What I remember the day I, I discovered it because whoever I was following was like Philly Twitter is like the best Twitter, uh, and it was a thing like you could go switch your location or region or whatever. And I just left it on Philadelphia and just stayed. It kind of stayed that way till everything kind of became more integrated. Um, I recently got on Facebook like in 2016 or something, uh, and that was purely for the podcast. That wasn't yeah. for for yeah. It wasn't for <laughs> any other reason. I also wasn't paying attention. And I was like, this is the worst time to be on Facebook. Uh, the election's happening, and that shit is terrible. Uh, and yeah, Instagram, okay. Instagram was. Um, Instagram is really my like poison for real. Like I love Instagram. I love everything about it. Like um I treat Instagram the same way high people treat uh the refrigerator. Like I just keep opening it knowing nothing's going to change. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I just keep I'll close the app, walk away for two minutes, come back and be like, Did somebody else post something? No, nothing. It's the same picture you just saw. Um in fucked up chronological order. Yes. Yeah. Just leave things alone. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of been the thing, uh, for me. Um, I've also like cycled through, I would say maybe three Twitter accounts. Oh, wow. And okay. 
two or three Instagram. I think I'm on, on my third Instagram account and my third Twitter account. Okay. Um, because I would have it and then just get tired of it and deactivate it. And mm. with Twitter, just let it stay deactivated. And then, yeah, and same thing with Instagram. Well, with Instagram, once you deleted it's gone. I think. Yeah. Um, but goddamn Facebook, that shit never goes a fucking way. You can always recover that shit. Yeah. But yeah, I've cycled through a few. I've lost some some you know celebrity followers, but you know shit happens. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. You know, if I stayed on Twitter and never deleted them, I would probably have like a really big following now, and and everything I do would probably have big followers now too. Okay. Do you probably. like? Do you ever like? Not necessarily regret, but do you like? Damn, I kind of wish I would have rethought that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> only. For professional reasons, though. Uh, and that's the main reason I'm on social media now is because I'm podcasting and acting. And I, I, it's it would be a disservice to myself to not put myself out there and, and be have a presence. At least, I feel like right now, at least. Mm-hmm. So had I never deactivated my old profiles, my following would be bigger. Well, I'll have more followers, I most likely. And with that... You know, I'd be able to get my stuff out to a wider audience. But my biggest thing now, like I said, is just maintaining a presence to getting my stuff out and myself out. Um, yeah, like I don't get much social enjoyment out of it like I used to. Mm. If I like work now. Yeah, I can see that. I could absolutely see that. Like um, some days it does feel like work. It feels like you have to um, be in the know all the time. Yeah. Um, and also give your opinion more often, probably than you, sh- even than you, more than you want to. Yeah. Um, and I, cause I, I was getting to a point where it's like, I will go to tweet something and it's like, what am I making this comment for? <laughs> like, for what? What is my purpose in saying this? And then I just end up closing the app and pondering life for a second. Cause it's like, what is, I don't under, I lost my purpose for being on social media outside of promoting myself. And even with that, it's like, could I get by without being on social media? Potentially? I don't know. So, yeah. So that's what, that's what I want to get into next about like when you realize that you need to take a break from social media, like now we've all seen the people who come up here and tell us that they're going to take a break. Under construction. Yeah. They're, I'm going to reevaluate while I'm up here and or or they do the other thing, uh, as I like to call it, slam the door where they um, tell us how bad we are for being on social media all the time and that they are the bigger person and they are leaving. (laughs) Like they did the Eric Cartman, like screw you guys. I'm going home. Like, oh, like I don't got (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is the thing. Like they try to slam the door on us, and nobody even asked for that. Nobody did anything to them. They haven't been uh, drugged, dragged, whatever. There wasn't any other thing <laughs> where there was no they, dragging. Yeah, nothing happened, and then they just out of the blue told us like they're better than us and they're leaving social media. Um, Bye, girl. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I asked you. I didn't you even know you go. was up here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but you can go. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a bunch of that. So, yeah, I mean, like, what was it like for you when you were like, maybe I need to take a step back? 
Well, I I was around a lot of people who did the really dramatic, like change their profile picture to some construction shit and change their bio to under construction and those real grand displays of quote unquote self work. Um and the shit always just looks stupid to me. So whenever I left, it was just like I dipped. It was a deactivate or delete whatever. Um I didn't see a point in a build up to it because it wasn't like I was gonna miss anybody. Um and the people that I wanted to maintain connection with, I had means of doing that. So I didn't have to do a broad, like, you know, call for numbers because I'm getting off the shit. I just deleted it. Um, and I kind of like it that way. Just coming and going as I please. I don't feel the need to announce myself or announce my departure. And I also don't think anybody really cares enough for me to do that. So it'll just be like, okay, sis, go. Um, see, I just dip and, it's usually when I start to feel really anxious and, and antsy when I log on. It's like I I'm looking for the next joke or I'm 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 looking for the next, you know, thread of somebody dragging somebody, or it's like I'm on this constant rush and constantly searching for something and I'm never getting fulfilled. Um and that's when I know I need to take a break from this because it's not moving me the way that it was before. Um, and also in my headspace, when it gets cloudy, having a bunch of opinions, whether they're warranted or not, whether they're based off, you know, a quality assessment or just based off bullshit, just having that shit was bombarding me all day. Well, not all day, but you know, it's, it's after a while, it's, it becomes overwhelming for me. So I was like, okay, I need to take a break and just recenter reground and then go back to it um and use sparingly until i have another moment but it's good for me to do that um and i feel like it will be beneficial for everybody to kind of take a step back because i started to view twitter as a a microcosm like a, a representative of the world at large and it really warped my perception and and my expectations of people reflected what I saw on Twitter. Mm. Um, and granted, there is a, a, a hell of a lot of overlap in how society works and how people show up on Twitter. But there's also some some nuances in, in both of those. So taking time away helps me to get back to realizing how the world functions just in general um, and not using Twitter as a representative of reality. But what about you? I just rambled on. No, I mean, no, I thought that was a, a lot. It made me think about what I, um, how I view people and how I interact with them. So a lot of times where I was, whether it be at work or even out in the real world, I don't know if those people were telling me the truth or not, but a lot of people I know were, in real life weren't on Twitter or aren't on Twitter. Um, Maybe face-to-face I've maybe met some people who were up there but then they just follow people that they either went to school with um or anything else they don't have any desire to like tweet or respond to like celebrities or anything Mm -hmm. um and that was always kind of different to me because I felt like well you could text that person like if you're just following them on Twitter like it you really know that person you could really just talk to them why would you even be up here um 
I think no, but, social media really opened the door for people to have like associates more. <laughs> like it really introduced like yeah that division between friend and not friend. It's like oh you cool enough to follow, but you can't have my number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and that's real, and that's the thing that's like so weird to me, right? Which is why I always like keep things so vague in that way, where I'm like they just cool. Like I follow them, they say something funny or insightful. Um, I think that's a cool person. If I met them, cool. If I didn't ever meet them or never saw them, that's cool too. Like that is, um, like you said, yeah, like an associates in that way. But like my thing is, I don't think in real life we were really taught that way. You basically hit the same like three characteristics, and people start calling you friends, which is why they did that. Like uh, MySpace, like calling people friends facebook mm-hmm. friends like that kind of thing so 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 many people kind of move from platform to platform calling each other friend and then when something happens especially in this twitter world where like the moment you don't agree or you don't co-sign some shit then they throwing you under the bus and it's something like damn i thought we were friends and you go through this kind of like whirlwind of emotions because you like but friends don't treat each other like that and then you got to do the realization of like no we were never friends we were just laughing at the same shit together right, we, we didn't do any chance. work to like be actual friends and had no intentions <laughs> yeah right and yeah and like really yeah never like never did anything else like like that um to to do anything like that i think the kind of like you said like taking taking a break from twitter also consists of like i started thinking more of like the world is really cynical like nobody believes in each other um mm-hmm. we all love to watch people get beat up and fight videos and dangerous shit happen to them <clears throat> and then all types of like random shit so that it's so weird that when you actually see something nice or you see a video and you're waiting for it to turn into like a fight that when they do something nice for each other you're like oh shit i wasn't expecting that yeah. knowing that we've all grown up in a world where people actually kind of do nice things for each other yeah <clears throat> but it's so rare that we don't that we see it um or we don't see it online is this thing even the even the um men and women uh as i like to refer to the tom and jerry debate uh y'all do this thing where there are more episodes of y'all against each other than y'all are actually friends which in real life we know that's not true like yeah we we i know that there are black men who love black women i also know that there are dangerous black men in the world but to me um from my purview and i'm not saying that it doesn't happen i haven't really met too many um and i don't know and i think that's a a piece of me i have to probably work through like my um unconscious bias or maybe like i don't really know anybody who disrespects black women like that um Mm. that said that says things like i mean like openly like the dirty bitches and all kinds of wild shit that i see on like the internet and i'm like yo i don't know anybody who talks like that and i also have to remember that the internet is kind of a buffer for that the internet is a buffer for motherfuckers to say whatever and never really be checked on it, right? Like, you can write yeah. all, you can use all the characters you want to be, and this is why what happens, and this thing, da 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 and fuck him, and this, that, and the third, and you like, but that's... And then you log off. Yeah, that's really what happens. Like, I mean, if you feel better, cool, but, like, nothing's really going to happen to that person. Um, And that's why I think everybody, the whole ramping up of, like, well, now we got to do the, like ramping up and find out where they work at and di- and then do this and call their parents and call their job. I'm like, y'all really want some real life repercussions for, for trolls and shit like that. And I think that's <laughs> where it gets kind of dangerous where you like, 
yo, now this is kind of like vigilante justice. And then that person kind of is going to definitely ramp it up, right? Like, yeah, they might have just been trying to get some jokes off through their lens, right? Like, I'm just trying to get some jokes off. And it offends a whole bunch of people. And then they're like, wait, instead of like joking them back or, um, hey, everybody, look at this thing. It's, yo, get yo, they work at this place. Tell they boss this thing. Because they're not going to know. Mm-hmm. I, imagine like your boss just get in like. 300 emails or not even 300 let's like be realistic maybe like 10 10 emails specifically about you <laughs> yeah because because everybody tries to be like call this number and i'm like it's always somebody with like a call a me million, now yeah like a billion followers all right like call this call this person right now and i'm like okay 300 people ain't calling but like i'm sure 10 10 people calling your boss or 10 people sending like long drawn out emails and screenshots um We'll probably be like, that's enough to be like, yo, we got to suspend you or maybe even let you go because I don't really know what's happening. But it, these people is in my inbox. So, like, yeah, I, I'm they, getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, like, this is a thing that's about you. I'm sure, like, if you have anybody's ever been like in some weird write up at work, you, you feel like one of those is kind of like, oh my God, like, this is some bullshit. Y'all are making this bigger than what it is. So, 10 of those is just like, it's easier to get rid of you. Um, and yeah, all of that is. Is is weird. I never really know what people need or what people want. Um, and like you said, I guess at some point people should have that conversation. Like, why are you on social media? Like, what is the thing? What is it doing for you? Like, like mentally and emotionally. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Like, are you posting these pictures for attention? Are you posting these pictures to promote these things? Um, and even if you if your um, answer is, I'm up here for the sake of being up here. That's cool too. We just but never lose sight of it. Yeah, I think the the goalpost starts to shift when you start finding yourself in weird places without a strategy. And I think that's the thing that I've learned as of lately. Like, don't let it shift yeah. on you without having a without having the end goal in mind. Yeah, but I don't know what you're doing, because I feel like sometimes it's like, OK, my purpose for being on social media is just to be here and be present. And then, you know, it's like you might become a hot takes person and never say anything that makes sense. Or you might become, you know, one of the overvigilant people who monitor everything and leaves no room for um, ignorance. Or it's just like you're, you're doing the most with the least when your intentions on being here was nowhere near what you're doing. So now you look stupid and you're annoying. And now I need to unfollow you or block. You're blocked in real life too, beloved. Shout out to, uh, to Kenya. Um, I love that shirt so much and that saying. Um, but yeah, it's just weird. But I know another thing for me too is social media. If I'm on it for too long, I get to the point where I start comparing myself to everybody because it's hard for me to constantly be around a bunch of people, whether it's in person or on social media or cyber, however you want to describe that, and not start comparing myself to the people around me or the things around me. And that gets dangerous when you see the people who are, you know, ahead of, you know, ahead of you in a sense, or, you know, they're in a certain space that you wish to be, whether it's professionally, romantically, whatever. And then you start seeing all these lives and all these, um, um, portrayals of lives Cause sometimes it, it, it do be a, 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 a put on, 
Mm-hmm. But you see all this stuff, and it's like, damn, why my life ain't like? Why can't I find a nigga? Why can't I find the job that I like? Or why ain't my shit popping like theirs is? And for me, it's like I start to lose focus on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and the enjoyment, and it goes away, and it becomes about numbers, and it becomes about okay, I need to make sure that you know people are looking at my stuff and and liking it, and it's like, what am I doing it for in the first place? Like I'm I'm. I'm doing these hosts. I like running my mouth on the, on the topics that I run my mouth on. And I like the dynamics that I got with my co-hosts. And I just like doing this shit. It's fun to me. It makes me happy. It's a release. But if I'm always on social media or when I'm always on social media, it becomes a numbers game. It becomes a popularity thing. Um, so when I take my, my steps back, I'm able to reconnect to what I'm doing and really get back to why I do it and why I like doing it in the first place. So I'm not comparing myself or my shit to other people and their stuff. Um, especially because not everybody on social media is being honest. And I think we've all been, um, you know, victims of that or getting on social media and, you know, pushing a, a image of ourselves that might not be completely accurate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's just like after a while, again, it's like, what am I doing here in a place full of phonies and fools, myself included? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just my thing on it. So it's like I need to leave for a minute and then come back and then leave and come back. Um, but it also helps me stay connected to what's current and what's going on, um, you know, in the podcast streets and webcasts. I mean, not webcast sheets, it's web series and and acting so it's it's a great tool to stay connected and stay in the know but i haven't found that balance of staying on there all the time and maintaining my own um creative biosphere yeah no i I mean yeah i think i made sense no it does you touched on a lot of great stuff i think for most people um it kind of worked out that way right so i know for me personally um i initially started off my podcast kind of just being like recaps of things that I had saw, like my opinion on things that I saw on um, Twitter or read about in the news or um, something I heard on a different podcast that I feel like could have been fleshed out more. And that's kind of what happened with me. I remember at some point when I wanted to make, when I wanted to make uh, a Twitter for the podcast, um, it was different. I hadn't really known any, solo solo hosted podcast where the people were really interesting it was either they were super like trollish or like um wacky and crazy in that way and i was like well we can all kind of tell that that's kind of put on right and this is around the time i think especially black podcast started to boom because so many people that i started seeing especially when they came out in tandems everybody wanted to be the brilliant idiots right so everybody wanted to be Charlemagne and Andrew and um saying Jesus like, and Mero. Yeah, well not even that. Like not even in the point where Jesus and Mero, because Jesus and Mero are funny without necessarily having to hurt people or say yeah, things yeah, that can get yeah. them fucked up. Like it yeah. was everybody started a podcast just saying kind of anything and not like unfiltered and it was that oh, way. Oh being messy. Yeah. It was just like say like even saying offensive words, slurs, all types of shit, and then kind of being like the the backlash 
was the beginning of the rage marketing, right? Like people will be like, yo, these motherfuckers yeah. said this. And then they sharing it and they like, well, it's no reason for us to change how we are. Like, because we do numbers because somebody hated us and they dumbass took the link to the show and put it in a group full of other people and made them go listen to it. <laughs> so <laughs> like, and so yeah, why would we, why would we do that? And I remember, I remember like in of most people who understand the way introverts kind of work is like, you kind of need a medium uh, or an outlet of some way to kind of just like express who you kind of are. Or mm-hmm. some of your inner thoughts. So I think that's really where social media kind of came into play, especially in the beginning stages of Just Say Words. Like, a lot of the jokes or comments and stuff that I wrote in the beginning were really just, like, random thoughts that I had in my head. So whether they were about, like, um, politics or anything, like, anything else. It, and then, like you said, you're not keeping an eye on that thing, so you ended up, I know I did, um, started kind of watching the goalposts kind of slip away in that way where, like, you're not doing it for the podcast anymore. Like people right. assume this is who you are. Right. And then you play that up when you guest on somebody else's show. And this is well before you and I have became co-host. So it was already kind of like this image of you is kind of being kind of portrayed and you not saying, nah, this is not me. And this is the other thing. Um, you kind of just like, yep, this is the, this is, it's also creating this buffer. Like I get to go, go back into a place where I'm like, I'm more calm. I'm more relaxed. Um, I think I'm more thoughtful rather than being like boisterous and wild um, when that's not the thing. Right. Because eventually sometimes at some point you're going to have to show this, like you're going to have to show the boisterousness and yeah. how wild and insane and oh, the, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Cause people don't want to see that. That's what they came to see. They, you, they are entertained and that's what they want to see. They don't want to show up and just be like, no, I'm, I'm actually a really chill person. Um, they're like, no, that's not what we pay you for. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the thing. Um, and then I remember everything kind of like folding over at the same time where you're kind of like, okay, this thing is a reaction to this thing. This is, uh, why you should not do that. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you end up kind of having to take a step back and being like, oh shit, I really did like, no, like nobody was awake at the wheel while this was happening. Yeah. Um, and I think initially uh, I'm always a person who will be like, well, we can work, like we'll work through it. Like we, we don't have to stop doing whatever we're doing. We could work through it. And I remember it kind of coming to my mind like one day, like maybe you should take a break because then you, what you're doing is you're comparing yourself to all these other shows. You're trying to do whatever mm-hmm. to keep up. You're not sleeping. You're working yourself into this space. You're, you your moves all over the place because you feel like you've been doing this long enough. You should have a better result than what you currently have. You should be offered way more opportunities than that you're currently offered. Um, and it, it didn't feel good even when we were putting shows out. Release a show on yeah. Sunday, and two hours later, I'm looking like what the numbers looking like. Yeah. Um. Or kind of that thing. So. I remember having like to you're like not getting the engagement that you were yeah. expecting. And, and I remember yeah. we did like whole episodes on like engagement and just being like, why are y'all not following us? Why y'all not talking to us? Why you, what's the problem? Like is what can we do? And we, and we saying that to each other, like let's make the show better. Like, let, and I'm like, yo, but we we're doing everything we possibly can waiting for our names to pop up and hashtags and waiting for all kinds of other shit to happen. And it just never really like took off. And instead of embracing like the core people, cause we did numbers. Um, 
and that was the thing. And so taking a step back and kind of also having that time to like realize like the thing that you make is good or the things that you are making are good. You have to be appreciative of them um, mm-hmm. and be and be appreciative of the connections that you really made. Um, and so that, those are the things that like I remember doing and I take more breaks than often. I think I talked about it here on this show too. I try to do this thing with my phone where, um, each week with iPhone, it'll say you, whatever the baseline percentage is, wherever you were. Mm. Uh, and so it'll go like, Hey, you, you're up 5% from, uh, last week you used it this, you had this much screen time. So I try to do that thing where I use my phone less. So like, whether it be talking through, um, my watch or, um, just waiting to not touch my phone again until lunchtime. Uh, which is kind of hard because I've listened to more podcasts than playlists now. So mm. after like an hour, I have to pick my phone up and play another one. Or maybe I should start making podcast playlists that just popped in my head. But something like that mm-hmm. of like how I don't have to, like ways where I don't have to touch my phone. That would be the thing that I I need to like figure out um, and not be on social media. I've, I've used a lot of third party things, whether it be Hootsuite, Buffer, or apps like that. So where I don't have to constantly be posting stuff and looking, because once you know, you post something, then you start scrolling and it becomes this rabbit hole of like, I've lost time up here. Um, Mm. And so that's the thing of like posting and going for me. That's why I think it's so funny when people like stay up there, like with this thing. And you know, I just wanted to say, man, just post your shit and go, just post it and go. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So yeah, I wonder, I wonder when people get to that point, like how often are they doing check-ins with, um, check-ins with people about social media because I also look at that in the same space as people who do podcasts with people who they are really friends with versus people who are kind of just like it's my idea and I kind of just grab somebody I kind of know or that kind of thing I think there's because there's really no accountability um, in that way like I've seen mm. people who do other solo hosted podcasts and it can get to a space where you're not being vigilant. Like you can't watch everything. Right. And then versus it being like, yo, I do a podcast with my friend or several friends. We're all not up here all the time. Cause we really hang out. We really doing shit in real life. We really kicking it with each other's family, whatever that dynamic looks like. Um, so I don't necessarily need everybody to give me the validation that I need or the validation that the show wants or needs. Um, I just want to do a podcast with my homies and then that'd be cool. So yeah, I would always love to do a side by side comparison of what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so question. Yeah. Cause we, we both talk about breaks and, and going away from social media, but what keeps you going back? Um, so once I started pod dealers, that was kind of a thing. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the shows, especially when I started building out pod dealers, um, those shows did not understand marketing. So mm. they would have their personal accounts where they would have a lot of followers, but then they would create a podcast maybe at some point later and would never post over there. Um, and so, I, you know, we would have classes or we would have discussions about marketing. And so what a lot of what I do with pod dealers is like come in and help them with marketing. Um, pod dealers is also followed by and um, follows a lot of other podcast networks, media companies, um, people who support black podcasts. So that was one reason to come back. Another reason to come back is because I realized that news travels slower. 
Um, I think mm. we talked about that last week. Like, I remember just having only Instagram um, for some reason. And by the time you would see a meme, it's like four, three, four days later. Um, I think coming back to like coming back to Twitter or coming back to Instagram was um, it was a conscious decision, but it was also like the same thing. If you've ever been somewhere, if you've ever been somewhere where you kind of like, I don't know if I should go back. Right. Like I I was in, Mm -hmm. I know I was in a space like, I don't know if I should go back because I was enjoying the, like, I get to hang out with people that I choose to hang out with. We talk about whatever. Um, Therapy was, was really important during that time as well. Mm. And then I kind of was like, I think my therapist had honestly asked me like, do you plan on going back? And he was like, you could, you could not go back, but you have to really justify it. And at that time, I think, like I said, I was pod dealers was still new. So I was like, yeah, I need to be up there. Like, and I need it at least for pod dealers. There needs to be a thing that exists for that. Um, and so that was the thing to make me kind of come back in that way. Um, I also think I had to learn the difference between what the difference between growth and rebranding is. Cause I think I watch mm. people use those terms interchangeably. So if you've done something that was toxic or you've been a toxic person and you don't de- exhibit those things anymore, then the first thing that happens is somebody was like, that's a, Oh, that's a good rebrand. And you're like, no, that's not rebranded. Like, <laughs> what what Charlemagne does is rebranding. What um I don't really I can't really think of maybe like so what Donald Glover is feels like growth, right? So I've seen people complain about like, well he used to make uh terms of like whatever, Asian girls and this, that, and the third, and anti blackness and blah 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 versus oh he hasn't done that in three albums. Oh, uh, he's rebranded. No, he kinda grew up. Mm. Somebody probably pulled him to the side yeah. and was like, yo, don't do that. That's I know you're trying to be this rapper, but don't do that shit. That shit that Charlemagne does where it's like make like doing shit for like uh hurtful things for trans women or putting on for his homies versus then the next day trying to tell you that you have anxiety all the time. Uh, <laughs> that that shit. Uh like, yeah, man, I just didn't know which, you know, mustard to get. That's cause you got anxiety. Like, like, that's all right. Okay. That's not um that's not how that works. But yeah, he does that <laughs> shit, and then that to me is rebranding. Like, uh, yeah. you doing this, you doing this thing back and forth, where you you kind of get to pick and choose when you're gonna be toxic or um, do shit like that. So I think that's what it mm. was for me to kind of be like, I kind of want to be up here, but I also have to be very vigilant about who I'm interacting with, how I'm interacting, um, and like I had told you before, I think whether on the mic or off, like I'd also never really had a conversation about boundaries. Um, right. And so I was kind of like, oh, this, oh, we should start putting those in place. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, start, start having those conversations about like what's cool or learning how to navigate conversations better. Uh, right. And I think that was the thing that also gives you a different outlook. If you've never, if you're not armed with those things prior to going into social media, I feel like it, anything can happen. It's the wild west out here. Um, mm-hmm. you can end up absolutely at the end of somebody's bed that you flew off. <laughs> You got on a flight and then realized, hey, this isn't not it's not what I wanted. And now you're an internet okay. meme. <laughs> now so. you in the CVS restaurant. I'm sorry to that man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, that's the thing. Like it really, really happened. So um I think also being very vigilant about like how the way like how things happen. Um 
Yeah, and, and being and being very mindful about what it is that you want out of this too. If you want to like just build a community for whatever it is the thing that you're doing, you can absolutely do that. If you just want to get up here and get some jokes off, you can absolutely do that. Just make sure that you are, you know, um, doing it on your terms and not anybody else's. But yeah, what about right. you? Like, what, like as a person who um, has taken breaks more than one time, um, what is it? What is it like for you? Each time you come back, um, it's always refreshing when I get back. It's like I've I've had time away to breathe and and see life and and the world for what it is and not for what Twitter presents it to be. So it's like I always go back feeling refreshed in a sense. But social media, like there, there's this sense of community on social media that I I do enjoy and that I do value. Um. And like you know your cyber support groups in a sense, um, so that's a reason why I always go back because there are people who have similar experiences or that are going through something that I went through or I'm going through something that they went through, and we can connect in a sense over that and kind of support each other to whatever extent that our personal relationship you know allows and I don't know that's just one of the dope things about it. You know, in the midst of all the mess, there is still some solace there. Um, and then the jokes. I mean, it's funny. It it helps keep me on my toes when it comes to, you know, popping off jokes and things. And, you know, it's it's some really good, innocent fun to be had on social media, again, in the midst of the mess. So I don't think it's something that is like inherently evil it, at the end of the day it, it's what you make it and i do take um you know accountability for my timeline being what it is because i curated that you know what i mean um so i'll never sit and be like oh twitter's a cesspool of of sodomy and and violence and and bigotry when it's like i curated that timeline myself by the people that i follow um so I, you know, I recognize that. And this is why I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and come back to it as opposed to trying to build a whole new timeline and completely rebrand my whole Twitter. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's fun times to be had. It's just when you get so tied to that fun and caught up in that fun to the point where you're always seeking it, even when it's not there to be had that's a problem for me. And that's something that I do. It's like, I'll be bored of it and over it, but I keep going back, hoping that something is going to tickle my fancy. And it may be a joke, something funny here, funny here. I might pop off a joke here or whatever, but I'm still surrounding myself or I'm interacting with something I really don't want to. Mm. But because I'm so used to getting some sort of, rush from it some sort of whatever dopamine rush whatever the fuck you want to call it um i'm act, i'm continually seeking it and then i'm not getting it and then i'm getting frustrated just like go away let, let it let it alone for a minute you know and come back to it and let it be a little bit fresher for you um so that's why i go and come back and go and come back because i do see value in it and like i said in the midst of the mess there is some solace there um so like i'll never be one of those completely uh social medias you know the devil nobody should be on it you know death to all social media platform like that's a little excessive um just take a break and if you ain't fucking with it don't fuck with it and then you know when you are fucking with it go back 
mm-hmm. and call it a day. Like, I, 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 and I don't need all the grand gestures of coming and going. Just go and then come back and I, like nothing happened. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm <laughs> the, the that's what I'm saying. I have all these conversations with these people who love to tell you, um, I don't have social media. Like those are the same people. Those are the digital versions of the I don't have a TV in my house people. Like, those are <laughs> those people. Like, I don't have a TV in my house. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. Your house is whack now. I don't to come over there. Um, <laughs> Your house is whack. Yeah. See, you you know how you don't want to, like, you know how awkward it would be to sit in a space with no TV. And then as much as I love talking, I love talking. I love picking people's brains, asking questions. Some of y'all are not that interested. You need a motherfucking TV in here. <laughs> Please go get the TV. Go go buy one. If you invite me over and you don't have a TV, go get one before I get there. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to be spending a whole bunch of time together. Uh, so th- that's the thing, too. Like, what? Is, like, what's the purpose? Like, why are you doing that? Like, what is the what is the purpose of you telling us? Are we so? No, I'm not, I, can't, I can't really compare the two. But, like, why are you doing that? Like, do you want us to come save you? in that way because that feels like that feels like an imbalance of some sort like do you do you want us to ask you why you're leaving do you want exactly. us yeah like what do you yeah what are you doing to like see this is what why y'all are doing it like y'all do it in a way to like blame us for being able to like sit in it <laughs> like see and this is why y'all ain't getting nothing done because i'm i'm leaving off of twitter and i'm like okay um Bye. Like, what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, <laughs> we can send can, your luggage. Yeah, I can absolutely sit up here and laugh with these toxic people, and still get my job done, or still interact with these people. I think the other thing is too is like we do, like people get it flipped. I, I know there's, um, we see things that are out of context, and we write whole articles about them and do all this other shit off a two minute and twenty second clip, or uh, we. We judge things off of the headlines and we judge people based off of tweets uh, without having the whole picture and all this other shit. But like it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And all these like wild grand gestures like people like everybody wants to have the first opinion about everything or or they want to blame you for being able to do that. And that's the thing I don't want is where I have made my Twitter life or existence more like laughing with people than laughing at people. Um, yeah. And then, and if I want somebody to laugh at me, then I'm prepared for that. Like, I'm always kind of like, I'll frame this tweet in the, in me. Right. I think the other thing I try to do is like get rid of generalizations. Uh, cause that's, yeah. everybody does it. One dude says some shit and then it's all black men, all men, every girl does this. And it, it could be some like shit that all women kind of really do like it <laughs> and the shit don't even be like it don't be a side by side comparison. Right. It's always one group trying to outdo the other group is mm-hmm. women don't ever know where they want to eat at. Men kill us. You're like, all right, well, <laughs> I don't. Okay, she's not wrong. How do you argue with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> like, I was thinking about this the other day, and I had told somebody this. I was like, I really want to write this, um, like, this. I want to write these two tweets about women and rejection, like, how they kind of, like, take rejection. And then her response was, well, men kill us if we reject them. And I went, fuck, man, I know that's true. <laughs> I know it's true. <laughs> but I can't fucking write that tweet now because... 
I know it's true. But that's the right. thing. Like, I can't, like, it's this world of, like, you're not, you have to also, while you're trying to get jokes off, you have to be super prepared for any of the, like, the rebuttals. Like, you could be responsible for the joke, yeah. but you can't be responsible for the way people take them. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that is a, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I'd be like, yeah, she never knows what she wants to get from Chipotle. Yeah, all women are like that. Uh, Niggas ain't shit too. Yeah, right. Yeah, women, black women are being kidnapped at an astronomical rate. All right, okay. Uh, I got nothing for that. Yeah, no what? Yeah, yeah and sorry. Like, again, they're not wrong. I'm like, yeah, they're not wrong. So I can't really do anything with that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so how, how do I help? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do uh, do you need have any links that I can retweet? I don't <laughs> know. Don't know. What you need for me to do? But yeah, it's um, those yeah, those are the things that like the world has kind of presented us. And I think, like you said, like you always have to come back with a clear mind. Um, and your break doesn't have to be whatever. Like don't try to do the shit where you give it up for Lent and come back and be like, I'm a new person. Like, no, just do it. Uh, <laughs> do it. When Lent you feel breaks like you don't it. make sense to me. Cause it's just like, um, Lent never made sense to me in general. Okay. But I'm also not a religious person, so I wouldn't expect it to. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anything you want to weed or say? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, no, what were you about to say? I can't leave it. I'm filled with suspense. No, it's just uh, like, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I'm not a religious person. I don't um, subscribe to Christianity or Catholicism. So I wouldn't expect Lent to make sense or for it to resonate with me because okay. I don't, um, I'm not part of the groups that, participate in it okay um so it's just like my comments on it are kind of pointless because <laughs> it's just like well nigga, you're not a christian so why would it make sense or why you know why would you align yourself with it um when you don't align yourself with the religions that practice it so it's just like yeah okay but it's, under- it's understandable um, and even so it's just like you know just can we do something else can we just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Can we just sing the battle with not yours? The live version. Okay. In the <laughs> The thing the like, thing why that, I gotta go give something up. Yeah, I yeah. I, I feel like there should be days of forty days and forty nights of things that I want to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so like life in general? Yeah, like uh, yeah, but more <laughs> of it. Like everybody's doing the same thing that they want to do. Like, what do you want to do for the next forty days and forty nights? I would like to go to Turks and Caicos for 40 days and 40 nights and you pay for it. Like, <laughs> like, like you, yeah, I don't want to pay for that. I want you to, yeah, you make it happen, church. <laughs> I just don't want to go to work and still get paid. Oh, for sure. Salary employee, what up? Like, yeah, please. No, no, let me let me rephrase <laughs> that. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to do my job and still get paid. Ah, uh, okay. No, that's fair. Because even if I don't go to work, I can still, you know, telecommute and, and VPN and so, yes, yeah, that's why niggas don't get snow days no more. Yeah, that's the oh my god, it's the worst. Yeah, it's pitiful. It's it's a horrible life, wretched. Yeah, that's really what we Luckily, went to college for. Snow, so. That's really what we went to college. <laughs> we really just went to college so we can erase snow days out of our lives by being smart <laughs> enough to VPN and shit. <laughs> be like, see now, if y'all asked when to step foot on college campuses, you could have just be out here working manual labor and your job would be closed. And like that's. Yeah. That's fair. But then if it's closed, I wouldn't be getting paid. 
But you also don't control the weather. Some places will still pay you. You just got to find a place that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. Um, you're right. The thing I want to weed and seed, um, things I would like to weed out is like angry people on your timeline. Uh, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you three whole days. If I check your tweets and they always angry, they always mad. You always blaming somebody else. I get you up out the paint. Get up off my timeline. Um, because I'm here to laugh. Every day I tweet, or not every day. I, I, every now and then I'll tweet like <clears throat> the percentage of jokes, the discount uh is made of. <laughs> we're, <coughs> we're we're holding strong at ninety percent. Uh, it was higher, but some things have happened and that weren't so funny. <laughs> so so <laughs> uh took a, took our uh great down. Um, and the other thing that I would love to seed is like seeds of laughter, man. Like laugh more. We really get up here and be angry and vent and yell at the world and hold on to beefs and shit like that. Like, listen, man, life is bigger than that. Um, and life is bigger than 280 characters and some gifts and shit. Yeah. Just have a good time. So for yeah, every song you? you want to try, oh, what's it? for every song you want to try, it's supposed to link to a song that you like instead. Try that. But oh, no, yeah, um, for sure. you know, that's what I'd be trying to do. But for me, um, we're gonna plant more seeds of taking responsibility for my timeline, um, and just continuing to keep in mind that I am responsible for what shows up on my feeds, and if I don't like it, I have the power to reshape it or step away. Therefore, I need not complain about it or make other people feel bad that my timeline doesn't make me happy. Um, and I'm going to weed out the well continue to weed out the behavior of comparing myself to people on social media and like because i remember i had posted a picture of me when i was uh doing camera work and people were hitting me up like oh you know you working on this i'm like i was literally working the camera at a basketball game at school <laughs> like i wasn't filming a show or nothing oh. i was Sorry about that. Working the camera at a basketball game. <laughs> I think I caused that. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but you weren't the only one that said something. Okay. Um. So it's just like, but I say this, say that to say the same way that sometimes perceptions can be wrong when I post something. I can perceive things wrong when people post things. So I can easily mistake somebody being further along than they are mm-hmm. and then start comparing myself to that when in reality they wasn't filming a show they was just filming a basketball game for tech hours so they can pass their class mm. that's um <sighs> yeah we don't have to get into that because it's a lot of people that are doing the opposite of what you're doing right so like they are <laughs> posting moves that are not really being made and then when you ask about them later they're like Oh yeah, nah, something happened. And you're like, mm, yeah. <laughs> did it? <laughs> and that goes back to niggas lying on social media. But um, so yeah, and also being more mindful of of what I'm also sharing on social media, and making sure that I'm reading more than just headlines. You know, actually read the article before I share it, or like take more time to make sure I know what I'm talking about before I post something. Um, that's something else I'm going to seed. Um, but yeah, social media, fun shit. I would also like to seed. Um, this isn't really a seed or weed thing, 
I just want to say, Virginia Tech, I know you guys worked really hard in coming up with the color scheme for your football and basketball outfits. Your whole school is burgundy and orange. Uh, that has now been taken away by Beyonce and Adidas. Uh, so I was about to say, so, sorry, it has guys. been co-opted. Yes, yeah, so, sorry, guys. Nobody's gonna remember you for playing football in those colors. The old colors have been co-opted. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, <laughs> all that I, shit I, that I can't afford. I really expected to get dragged yesterday, but people were like, "No, nah, you're not wrong." I was like, "I like the way Beyonce just debowed Virginia Tech's color scheme." <laughs> everybody was like. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's she took that. <laughs> I was like, yep. Hey, we not finna say nothing about it. <laughs> so nope. Congrats, guys. I wish I got a box, but uh, you know, one day Beyonce will know who I am and will send me free things. Listen, for all that's of you that did not, not get clothes from Ivy Park uh and Adidas, you can go in your closet and close your eyes and imagine yourself in those clothes. So. Yes, because in the words of Beyonce, you'll always have it in your head. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Petty to y'all. <laughs> so. I am going to get me a beanie, though. I'm pretty sure I can afford a beanie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you can get the sneakers, too. You can get you some nice sneakers and some track pants. We'll see what the budget looks like. We'll see what the budget looks like. I'm a struggling artist, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she knows this. So, like, she don't expect me to be walking that shit. Like... I'm still wearing polos that I bought 10 years ago. The fuck? Okay. Well, they look clean, and that's what matters. Look, listen, and well washed. (laughs) Fading? What? So, oh, man, this is a great conversation. I really do appreciate uh, this. If you guys have any thoughts on how people can navigate and better use social media, we'd love to hear from y'all. So just use the hashtag GrowBroPod and send that over to us. Tag me. Uh, Hugh, are you st- are you still on your break? Are you still taking a break? Are you on your? Uh, I am still on Instagram, uh, okay. Twitter. I should be back on soon. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just hit us up wherever you see us at. You know where to find us. Um, and if not, just use the hashtag and we will see it. So, uh, shut it down, my guy. <clears throat> In the words of me, seasons change, mad things rearrange, but if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out of here. Later.